Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 3, Episode 6, titled Face, 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 Face of Cakes. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one belligerent co-host from show business. Please say... Cheers. Cheers. I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) (laughs) That's never been so true. I'm so glad to be here, Joe. Hello, everyone. Cheers. So glad you're here. To Adam Salandra. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, everyone should know I got a call today. Well, a text message. Well, first of all, I reached out. I re- How are you, Adam Salandra, by the way? How are you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And I reached out to Adam Salandra because, you know, we're scheduled for 6 p.m., this thing but every week i like to reach out because i don't know what i don't know what you're like salandra but i don't know think about between four and five i don't know it's around there there's diminishing returns on my energy are you the same way uh four and five but also one to two occasionally basically it's the peaks and valleys of my caffeine throughout the day but since you're you know have to take it easier around that time on caffeine yes it's much more likely by the time we hit night it's harder to make the effort of energy yeah i uh i think so i i so i like to do it on the earlier like in my dream world no one worked and we do it everything at 10 a.m you know oh i would i honestly same but um but you know I, i understand how that world works and so uh uh, so I text Alandra today. I go like, "What?" And, and you have a job. You have a regular job, a nine to fiver, you know. Yeah. And so, Afraid but sometimes so. he gets, you know, with this new way of working, he sometimes time frees up like today, and he's yeah, like, "I can do right. it earlier." I think I can do it at two uh, thirty. Like, okay, great. Now, for those of you at home, I don't ever shared this philosophy, even though I break this rule. Almost every single time in my perfect world, the shows are only an hour long. I think shows yeah. are perfect at an hour long. You know, between somewhere between fifty-five and one hundred five, right? Sure. But sometimes it just something happens, or I, I so like, like for instance, actually, it's harder for me when there's nothing to talk about because then I pad the show, and then you're like, oh shit, now it's one twenty-five. Sure, yeah. sure. So then I, uh, so then whatever. But Talandra's been doing this passive aggressive thing. By the way, I'm doing something passive aggressive too, by the way, in that I'm Mr. Bold on the air, so much nicer via text message. But he does this thing. And he, yeah, yeah. He didn't confront me via text. Actually, that's not true. He absolutely did. But anyway, uh-huh. please, sorry, continue. But, uh, I think I have swimmers here, by the way. And, um, oh, have you ever had that swimmers here? No, but I've been having ear issues lately that my mom, who does, has, like, swimming, th- she's like, this is what happened. You're getting it from me, so you're going to have to start being careful in the water, too. Oh. Anyway, so I get this text message. By the way, the text message you're going to hear about, I've gotten, like, two or three of these in a row, where he's like, oh, uh, a 3.30 suddenly popped up meeting. I we have Can we keep it to an hour exactly? Now, by the way, that is my dream. And today, I think today, even with this talking right now, we will still come in even probably under an hour because someone didn't. Did you watch Untucked? I did. Yes. Oh, but even if you, it's just a discussion. Untucked is still just a discussion, right? Yeah. This is not iconic like you know the uh, the Sugar Daddy one where you have to you have to break that down. This is just a sure, conversation. Sure, 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 sure. We'll still come in in an hour. That's how little happens on the show. We'll talk about it in a second. But just as things are, you know, there's like. Good morning. How are you? How's your day going? Maybe a, you know a few minutes of banter before the show. Uh, I actually, me personally, I like to get the fuck out as soon as the show's over. Right? <laughs> I don't like to hang. Lori likes to talk a lot after the show, but but, but I like to get out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, you have nothing to say to us. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I can go, but they're always under two or three minutes. The after shows, right? Sure, but the, the, sure. the before the pre-shows can sometimes be like a little like oh did you hear this drama? Of course, you're just yeah, catching yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Today when he signed up, I was like, let's get to do this, Mister One Hour. Let's just do this. And it was very uncomfortable because mm-hmm. there were no pleasantries exchanged. None. 
Oh, but I did it work. Okay, actually. I just want to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Um, in my defense sure. that I actually really just realized after you and I were texting mm-hmm. is that um, I, for those of you who don't know, started off here at Afterthought with Shady Pines, mm-hmm. which is a shorter show because it's a shorter, it's reviewing a shorter show. So I actually realized after we were talking like, uh, in my mind, I remember you saying, and it was for Shady Pines, I don't want these going over 45 minutes. So to me, an hour left room right today for plenty of the banter and everything else. Yeah. But I would like to acknowledge yeah. this is a rare moment, but the, the, uh, this is actually my fault because I, I didn't, I'm just saying I didn't realize, um, that the shows are supposed to be an hour. So of course they can't, we can't just have one hour time frame to record an hour show. Like, I, think, I think hour 15 is very safe, very safe. Uh, great, but that, but that's what, that's what my original thing. I just didn't, in my mind, it was only supposed to be forty five minutes, so that's why an hour would work. Yeah, look, or else I, I wouldn't have even said it that way. I'll be honest with you, and I'm being honest. I know there are sometimes some shady pines episodes, especially with Lori, that go well over thirty <laughs> minutes, right? Oh, this would be thirty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, those are supposed to be thirty. I oh, I, I am so upset when they're like, I'll make okay with thirty five. Yeah. But, like, oh, if it's over 35, I'm, like, literally, you know, I'm secretly seething. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah. I do not like them to be over 35 at all. Because it's, like, a... Yeah. yeah. Lesson learned. I won't be asking for this to be an... I will passive-aggressively ask for something different in the future. And then I clearly... He must have read some sort of, like, diva tantrum for me. Because then he was like, oh, just so you know, uh, the talking to you on Mondays is the highlight of my week. (laughs) And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, and if you read it like that, that was too Disney. But I did mean it. I, you accused me of passively. So I, like, I just wanted to get in and out. I didn't want it to be more than an hour. And all I was saying was, listen, this is a Monday when I'm at work. So this will, for better or worse, probably be the most fun I have today. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually genuinely not just trying to button it up in an hour so much as since it benefits us both to record earlier. That is during the workday, so the faster the better on account of my bosses wouldn't be through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I have something to say about this after off the air, but I think by this point the audience oh, is no like, okay, queen, get it. Blow each other, you know. Um, <laughs> I know. I was going to say, well, we really they're, – they're certainly ready for us to move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's talk about this show. I want to say once again because I – you know, let me tell you this. There has never been such a, a dissonance between – my feelings for the main show and my feelings for Untucked. Generally, generally speaking, the general rule is love the main show, except for some key episodes indifferent towards Untucked. I watch mm-hmm. it, but I'd be honest with you, even when I watch the new episodes, when I'm watching Untucked, I'm doing other shit. I'm answering text messages during, and like my, my ears open, like for like, yeah. you yeah. know, a fight or something. But like for the most part, I'm just doing other things. Mm hmm. This is the only season in my memory where I am only looking at the main episode so that I can have the backstory for Untucked. Untucked, wild. I love well, Untucked for season three. Let me let me put it to you this way: when you just told me like it was another good one because I wasn't able to watch it last night, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I can just have it on the background because it's yeah. Untucked on the background. Mm-hmm. I was making lunch. I had to stop and pause it and finish making lunch and then go watch because I was like, no, I need to be fully invested in this. Like, yeah. there's so much going on. I, I, it wasn't able to just be the background thing for me. Yeah. I will say I'm thinking that th- we've hit the peak this week. I'll tell you why. This is my only evidence that we've hit the peak this week and it's going to be – I don't know if it's a slow or speedy decline. Yeah. Simply because we've now hit – Officially with this episode, all the points that they use in the intro. I know, I did notice that. Yeah. That's funny. We've it's seen funny all how, those episodes now. Back in the day, I mean, back in season five, unt- I was so excited for Untucked because it was a continuation at least. But the, mm-hmm. the episodes themselves were good, but then you dive deeper. But this is really just two different shows. It's wild. Two different shows. We it, say it every week, but it's facts. We, it, this, I will say in this episode, some of Untucked leaks into the episode, like with the Heathers being mad about Shangela getting help. Yeah. And whatnot. But uh, but yeah, for the most part, it's a different show. 
And also, not only that, the reason I get so excited is it changes my opinion on a lot of people. Now, I will say, and we'll talk about Untuck later, now the opinion is that everybody on the show is a horrible person. <laughs> like, And with Stacey Lane Matthews gone, it's just yeah, completely over. Over. Maybe Yara. Um, Yara Sophia seems to be a nice person, too. But um, everybody else is just an awful awful wretched human being it's so funny that you say that because again i mean i can say this for untucked but my main point to say during untucked conversation is that i actually don't know whose side i'm on i agree that doesn't never happen Mm -hmm. it's like well who do i side with this you're all horrible yeah you're a horrible person like i'm like delta i'm by the way delta dresses like me i don't know why i'm like we're both mexican i'm like oh my god am i delta work (laughs) She has tantrums. She's a total fucking bitch. I'm like, oh my god, I'm Delta work. I'm not hey. concerned about you. I'm not concerned about you. Which, by the way, in the preview makes it sound like it's something bitchy, but I actually think the point she's making is very valid. But that's a whole... We should, I should have just done an untucked recap. Oh, Sir. Oh, wow. What, is, wow. what was that? Did you, did you work at a Shakey's now? Or what is I going on? Surpri- I, by the way, in addition to my job and this, I also do work at Shakey's. But yeah. just for a little extra cash. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, and I hope no one gets mad about this. You know, I had a friend who, um, hmm, I don't know, I don't know if he'll ever listen to this. I'll say this. He was, you know, the pandemic has affected us all and he was hurting for some cash. And I said, listen, why don't you write the outlines for this season three? I'm doing You're a drag race fan, whatever. Right. Yeah. Cause you're a giver. Yeah. And the first couple episodes, they were great. Right, mm-hmm. but then, and this is I have to have now. But th- I, this is where I will say before I say anything. Before I say anything, I'm believe it or not, this is actually going to be because this even surprises me. I'm a very <laughs> hands off boss. Okay, okay, but to the point where I actually think it's a fault. I understand. So, like, I'm very hands off. I expect you to be competent at your job, but then I'm the same, the same, the same. By the same token, I'm like. Why isn't this everything I wanted to be in my dreams? Even though I gave you never no, no instructions whatsoever, right? Sure, it's so, a fine line. Yeah, but I'm gonna try. But I've never yelled at anybody like that about this. But I'm so I'm, I'm, res- I'm trying to resolve this. So with our regular producer, I'm gonna work with him this week to do things the way I want them. So instead of instead of Friday nights, I'm just like, you know. But everyone does the same thing. They start writing writing jokes into the outlines. I use the outlines to write the script. Mm-hmm. And I don't need jokes. I don't need jokes. Okay, I'll put the jokes. You're good on jokes. Well, actually, the scripts generally don't have jokes. The jokes come between me and you while we're discussing what was in the script. But the jokes, actually, this week's back, I actually wrote some jokes in this one. But for the most part, they don't have jokes. Okay. So wait, the producer writes the outline, but then you write the script from the outline? This one. The other producer writes the script as well. Okay. But, that, but jokes, they're still jokes. I have to go in there and take out all the jokes. Right? Everyone's a comedian. Everyone's a comedian. But by the but my thing too is though like don't you think he's this is probably like the fiftieth episode he's done with me. Don't you think he would realize I go in and take out all the jokes? No, that's I guess he's not. But, but that's not his fault. Out. That's not his fault. I've never had a discussion with him. I'm gonna change that sure. this week. Sure. Anyway, so today I I went to go write the the script. This is this morning, mm-hmm. talking to my boyfriend, and I'm just like, ugh, it's all jokes. I'm the opposite of Trimity. I'm like, why are there jokes? <laughs> right? And so, but I also wanted to squeeze in a workout today and a shower. And my boyfriend's like, you know what? I got this. And he went in while I was working out and taking a shower. Redid the outline. The script came out like butter. Actually, most of the script is his writing. Even though I wrote the script, I just basically transcribed the outline. Hmm. And so I think uh, I paid my I paid him. What do you think about? Because he got ma- not mad, but he's like, "No, don't pay me. I was just doing it to help you." And I was like, "I'm gonna pay you because you took your time and did this. I'm gonna pay you." What are your What are your What's thoughts? the question? Is it bad that you paid your like you're now paying for sex in a roundabout way? I guess if you can. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's great. I mean, it was very generous of you to to. Pay him because I that wouldn't have crossed my mind if he was like lovingly like oh let me just do a favor for you um, as a part like more than once yeah then you don't want to be taking advantage 
But more importantly, I love that he knows exactly what you wanted and was able to deliver it. That just in relationship terms means you guys are tuned into one another. That's lovely. I know. You know, I'll be honest with you, Salandra. It's something that crosses my mind quite a bit. Because I'm often like, because it's something like you read in the news. Like, I just read the story today. We've got still 15 minutes and we've got not cut to the show. And what's funny, <laughs> we will still come in at the hour. Of course. Yeah. We're going to be fine. The looks, the looks alone. You know, that'll save us 20. <laughs> you know, we're saving time there. Yeah. So, uh, I saw this story today about this congressman who's, who's, who's pledged to resign when his term is up and because he, like, sexually harassed some woman at this event. I don't know, right? And then they were like, and he was 45 and she was 25. And I was like, they always met, I'm like, oh God. And then, uh, the same thing with the other sexual harassment things that were going, oh, this person's this and that person's that. I'm like, so I'm always thinking, like, is this inappropriate, this relationship that I'm in? Like, the age difference? But then I'm like, but it feels right. It's actually, believe it or not, I'm being funny. Not being funny, I'm being serious. <laughs> no jokes. Of all the relationships I've had, this yeah. is the most mature, normal relationship. I love that. There's something I found to be very true in life, and it is that you can not compare especially when it comes to relationships to everyone else's because you have to do what works for you. And that's it. Whoever along the line said 18 was legal age. All right. Well, that's the age it's meant. And so as long as you're past that threshold, Mm -hmm. it's up to what works for both, both people. Mm -hmm. And their proof is there in the pudding. The most mature, did you say mature? Yeah, it's actually probably but it's the most mature, normal, stable relationship I've ever been in. On both ends. On his end. So imagine if you were like listening to, oh, they're they're saying this and like the political people, oh, it's too much. And then you ended it for literally what? Because of what outside sources are saying is this, that, or the other when no, it's working beautifully. And we got a fresh script. And we got a fresh script. Let's actually get to it right now. Yeah, cost me some dough. No, he was mad about it. This week, the girls show some skin in a nude photo shoot mini-challenge. For the main challenge, the queens have to design a couture outfit based on a specific cake. Plus, they have to decorate a cake that shows off their uh, unique drag persona. In the end, Raja walked away the winner of the challenge, while Stacey Lane Matthews and Alexis Mateo were placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Alexis was told, Shantae, you stay! While Stacey was asked to sashay away, Adam Salandra from show business named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. All right. I am looking at my notes and I'm not – there must have been an autocorrect situation because one thing I wrote I liked is the asking were more vicious. The more vicious, what would the asking have been? That's the wrong word I can tell in that statement. The asking were more vicious. Let's just see what happened at the beginning here. Okay, we're going to skip that one for now. Okay. But another thing I liked was, A, the cake looked, the cake, the cakes looked delicious. And Mm -hmm. I'm not even a cake person. Mm -hmm. I'm more of an ice cream kind of guy. But I liked the concept of, you know, they always do these sort of things where you have to, um, dress as like there was the one where it was different types of music or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this one was a cool concept because it, each cake already had its own unique look and vibe yeah. and it presented a unique challenge. So I liked that. Um, God only knows what, obviously I liked that something was a bit more vicious. And mm-hmm. I, as we talk about the episode, I'm going to be like, mm, that was it. And yeah. I really like that. That's I like why I jump in. By the way, you're getting married soon. True. Have you had your cake tasted and all that already? Oh my goodness. Funny you should ask. Well, cake, no, but food testing, tasting we had, uh, last year and then we were like super buzzed from all the wine we tried. We went to the grocery store next door afterwards. And while we were in the grocery store, we got an alert on our phones that LA was officially on a one month lockdown. Oh, it was wild. So point being, I just got an email yesterday that said, hey, we're going to try this again, so I get to do two food tastings, which oh. frankly is pretty much why I'm getting married, is the food tastings. Are they so I'm fun? very excited about that. I just love eating, like trying food. I love, 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 love it. And they they let you try everything, so it was very fun. How and, do you stay so trim and eat all this food? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a combination. One, I'm lucky. Like, I have 
good genes. Like I'm definitely um, getting older, metabolism changing and whatnot. So it's like not the same. I can see that I, this part two of that is that I do like work out. I, I'm, I eat healthy during the week. And then I'm like a a monster on the weekends, um, Ah. which I'm really unable to do. If I wanted to get really the body I want, I can't really do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can stay relatively thin. So that's, that is a blessing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Two things I liked about the episode. Okay. Well, first of all, just knowing that Stacey Lane Matthews is going home this episode, I was savoring every bit of her just national Mm -hmm. treasure, Stacey Lane Matthews. I can't even imagine what the show's going to be like without her, which is so Honestly, shocking. Honestly, same. Yeah. yeah. Next thing I liked. Um, I actually did like this challenge, and I like this mini challenge. Uh, they did do this mini challenge over on Drag Race Holland, you know, almost nearly identically. Um, oh. But uh, but I'm like, why haven't they brought it back? But, you know, but then there is something, too, that also made me very uncomfortable with it. So I could see why, like... You know, um, I mean, I mean, here's the question for you. I mean, I know my answer. How would you feel if you were on this reality show and they said, Adam, do you have a problem being nude? Um, oh, I would feel, I would feel self-conscious. And I think everyone, not everyone, let's face it, but, um, the point being people that you might look at and say, oh, if I was them, I wouldn't care. I could still see like, it's just a, we're taught to be uncomfortable. Even if you have a perfect body, you're taught that, oh, we have to cover up um, certain parts of ourselves. You would yeah. just feel a little insecure, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I was going to actually say about my first instinct when they brought in like the, the purple cloth for Stacy. Um, and then Delta, I was like, oh, that's cheating. And then I was like, oh my God, thank, thank God they're doing that. Like that's psychologically damaging if someone has body issues to be like, so I was very relieved that that was an option. They did think that through Mm -hmm. because yeah, it's, it's absolutely hard for anyone. And I'm sure if someone who, if, if body image is specifically Mm -hmm. your issue, Mm -hmm. that, that would be rough. Well, how how would you feel about it? Well, you know, this was something that kind of came up is that, um, you know, this again, with being the most mature relationship I've been in, because not, yeah, is that it's also very strange because I've had some sort of combination of before, you know, yeah, uh, you know, with that comedian I told you about earlier, yeah, he fetishized me because that was a fetish of his, which is almost equally as awful, you know, yeah, yeah, but. Aiden just truly loves me and, uh, you know, very much, I'm very appreciative, just asks for nudes. And so I, 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 I give it, I do it, I gladly do it, right? But I will say at first, it was very, very difficult. It was very, very difficult. It was, yeah. it was very hard for me, uh, to, cause then you, you have to see it. You know, it's not like, oh, it, you know, if he took the photo and kept it for himself, that's one thing. I would never have to see it, but I have to see it to send it to him. And sure. uh, yeah, so, like, right. I, I know what that feels like, you know, and uh, yeah, so that's crazy. But also, you know, what's funny is um, even if I could, this, this happened on Drag Race Holland. This wasn't the case here, but on Drag Race Holland, there had even though I think Alexis was sort of going into that territory, but uh, on Drag Race Holland, there was a person who, growing up, he had been chubby. Mm-hmm. And so had the body image issues. Now has a completely beautiful body. When they're always, everybody's beautiful, I'm going to say, but like a more traditionally accepted yeah, yeah, yeah. body, right? Yes. But was, but was, of all the girls on Drag Race Holland, the most shook by that challenge. And mm-hmm. was like literally to, to the point where I even thought they were kind of mean about it on Drag Race Hall and almost kind of cold. Like, yeah, no, you got to do it, you know. Yeah. And because uh, he was almost in tears, you know, wow. even though you one would can say like your body is awesome, you know, but just, sure, you you have those issues. But it's so, a and that's right, and that's just like, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually appreciated that. They were, they, this has happened several times already, but they're showing Delta's, um, discomfort with her body, which I think is important because although this is wonderful, so many of the plus size queens come on and at least vocally are so confident yeah. and like to, to do, which is great. 
truly great. And I wish everyone felt that way. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so many people, you know, watching that don't feel that way about their bodies. I'm sure it was very um, nice to see Delta actually have those um, thoughts and, and fears as well. It's humanizing. I recently sent my boyfriend this because I wanted him to see it. And it, it's on the porn decor lounge. If anyone wants to go there and see this. Your nudes? No, not my nudes. Oh, no, okay. but there's this, uh, I wouldn't even call it a porn, even though Technically, it might be. I don't know. It's a short film. Yeah. I think it's called I Need Love or something like that, or I Want Love, I Want Your Love, I Need Your Love, right? It feels like an indie short film, right? And it's two friends. They're probably in their early 30s, I would say, mid-30s, and -hmm. they're having a good time. And then at one point, because I was telling Animal, this is – it's so funny because this is – this is not porn sex. This is what real sex is like kind of thing, right? And uh, and you should watch it because, yeah, there's sex in it, but it's not – that's not the point of it. Yeah. And, but the, the reason I bring that up was one of the things I really liked about this film is both guys have very normal-sized penises. Mm. Like, not small. Just mm-hmm. like literally, I mean, you you've hooked up with people. I've hooked up with people, and they're the penises that you would have actually seen in real life. Yeah, 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 that's right. And there was something kind of rad about it. I'm starting to see it a little more in porn, but like, it's sort of a, it's sort of like I could see that being a, like I've I've actually had straight guys who confide in me because they're like not because not for any salacious reason, just because maybe yeah. you had the same thing because I am a gay man, so I've seen a lot of oh. penises. You know, if you think about it, a straight man doesn't see as many penises. Actually, interesting and very true point. But I've had many, many a guy uh, come to me, straight guy, who's very, very self-conscious about their penis because the only penises they see are in the porn, porn. they watch. That's and right. they have a totally warped idea that they think that their their penises are way too small. And I had to tell them, yeah. like, no, you're totally normal. You're totally fine. And also, for, and I don't want to speak for all women, but for the most part, that's not really that important to a lot of women. No, I mean, I've heard many times, or if it's too big, it's like going to hurt and not yeah. be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the thing, too, with Gen Z, a lot of Gen Z gays that I've talked to. I, I think I talked about this story before. Is I talked to a Gen Z gay recently when I was doing that election thing, and I don't know why it came up. But he was saying that he does not like guys with big dicks because he loves being a bottom and he wants mm-hmm. to go ham as a bottom. Yeah. And you just can't yeah. do that with a big dick. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, That's right. there you go. There you go, baby. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do a segue from there. Did these kind of well, things hey, ever come up on uh, After Buzz? Did you say what? Penis size? Anything like this. Yeah, because you used to host your own gay talk show on After Buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And we would just do the topics of the week, mm-hmm. meaning like whatever's going on in the news. Mm-hmm. So if if the world was talking about penises, baby, we talked about them too, but probably not. So thank you for bringing uh, this in. Uh, were you, were, when you were in your in your single days, were you a size queen? I know people who are size queens. I feel sorry for them. No, 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 no. Honestly, never. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, I just don't really think about. That I mean, to tell you the truth, the first I, I was like nervous about bottoming for the first time, um, and like hadn't, and I was with someone who was very small, and I said, "Here's your chance, baby." So I took that opportunity, and so I it, it's it, there's something for everyone, but also good things about any size, and that's. A, penis or penis or non-penis like that you know you can find um reasons to love but it's but it's someone else but it is much harder when it when you're judging yourself always whether it be body size penis size yes um yes and so there you yeah. go yeah i would say the biggest not love of my life i'm with the love of my life adam right no but like the you know that i'm, I'm sure we've all had them that like first heartbreak I yeah. Guess. yeah 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 the, that breaks the one that you the first yeah, cut of the deepest, yeah, yeah, and he was beautiful. Oh my god, like the 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 definition of nineties beautiful. 
You yeah. Know? Oh, I love the nineties. Yeah. Boy. Oh, he was like, I'll tell you that story floating around one of my podcasts somewhere, but it's a long saga. Right. But just like, it was sort of that gay college boy dream. He was straight <laughs> with a girlfriend. He was in the popular band at college. And uh, for some reason was just fell head over heels for me and was nineties, beautiful, you know, 90s alternative lead singer of a band, kind of beautiful. Oh yes. Know? Oh yeah, yeah. I I can picture his hair perfectly. Oh, like it, it. You, and you got you're right. You yeah. Know? But um, he had a small. I want to say a tiny penis, but a smaller penis. Uh huh. And I couldn't give a shit. I was so fucking smitten with him. Of course. You know. Anyway, I don't know how we got in here. The next day, Delta wipes Mariah's lipstick off the mirror. Stacey feels more confident, and Delta, Manila, Raja, and Carmen form a clique called the Heathers. For this week's mini-challenge, the girls have to pose for tasteful, intimate nude portraits. Delta feels uncomfortable at first, but did I read this already? No, we just started talking about it before. Delta feels uncomfortable at first, but ends up enjoying the challenge. Later in the workroom, RuPaul announces that Carmen Carrera is the winner of the challenge. Any big thoughts here, Adam Salandra? Uh, I said most that I was happy to hear Delta's storyline or, or like her, hear her vulnerabilities just because I think that they're um, very relatable. But uh, but one thing that I noted that I felt bad about is probably going to sound like a joke, but I'm not. But um, that it was sad to me that Alexis Mateo uh, was feeling insecure about her body because we did see on All Stars uh, in the in the 10 years since that she had gained a lot of weight, not a lot of weight. I shouldn't say that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but her body changed a lot. So she was insecure. It's one of those things where you don't know what you got till it's gone. When you're Mm -hmm. young, you have all those insecurities and then you're older and you're like, if only I still had that younger God. Yeah. So I'm, I feared that that's probably was the case with her. Yeah. That's crazy. Someone sent me a picture recently from me, like 20 years ago where I thought I was so fat and I was like, yeah, yep kill to be that weight again it's so sad because it, it's just a universal thing that we all go through and that's why they say youth is wasted on the young it's like fuck. The, the the confidence i have in my 30s that would have sir i'd probably be dead if i had it in my 20s actually so i guess maybe it's, that's to be safety because i would have just been sleeping with everyone doing whatever i wanted all the time um but that's truly life Truly life. You know, why don't we take, on that note, why don't we take a break and we'll be back. We'll finish the rest of the episode. Next, RuPaul announces this week's Maxi Challenge is another sewing challenge. The girls need to design a couture designer dress inspired by eight different kinds of cakes. As the winner of the mini challenge, Carmen earned the privilege of assigning each cake. She assigned the cakes as follows. Uh, Cheesecake went to Alexis. Pineapple upside down cake went to Shangela. Shortcake went to Jada Sofia. Red velvet went to Stacy. Angel food cake went to Delta Work. Carrot cake went to Manila Luzon. Chocolate lava to Raja. And she saved the best for herself, according to her. Princess for Carmen Carrera. Um, now, moving on. In the workroom, back in the workroom, Shangela struggles with her sewing skills. Yara Sophia helps Shangela with her outfit while the Heathers glare on spitefully. Meanwhile, the Heathers <laughs> are at their own stations, heaping praise and assistance on each other. Uh, okay, taking all this into account, Adam Salandra, any big thoughts on the workroom, on the Maxi Challenge assignments, how Carmen Carrera went about it? Any big giant thoughts? My thoughts were mostly came from um, the passing out of the cakes yeah uh i couldn't help but think what i would want not want and i thought the prettiest cake um was the strawberry shortcake simple but it had the strawberries on top yeah and green that ended up going to yara sophia and also um the red velvet cake uh enticed me as well there was something a little sexy about that red i felt could have been um, I thought that the princess one I would not want because I thought that green was hideous. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know what a princess cake is. Yeah, to the truth. But um, I didn't think it was a pretty green. Spoiler alert, nor was the execution of it pretty uh, on Carmen. And then cheesecake really would have been the worst. I mean, a, a, a beige cheesecake would be unfortunate. Cheesecake is bad. That's why she gave it to Alexis. Pineapple upside down. Okay. But I'm that's a strange one, red velvet, because there's so much you can do with red velvet. Sure. So you would think that that could have lent for a very fierce outfit. 
She gave Shangela pineapple upside down cake. I feel I don't know. Angel food cake. I'm. Mean, what do you do with that? But she gave that to Delta. The angel food cake would have been the hardest, except they sprinkled some pink icing oh, on it to they? give okay. it a something because yeah. that's even harder than cheesecake. It's like yeah. one tone of, of beige instead of two. Yeah. Uh, but there was a little pink on it. But I guess that is the question is, you know, Alexis, and then you just said it, thought, okay, you did this to me on purpose to, yeah. to, um, but the question is, mm-hmm. why would, she, oh, I was going to say, why would she choose Alexis as the one to throw under the bus? But I guess maybe she was thinking of, She's on the team, uh, Carmen, with yeah. who she thinks is the best. So maybe she was saying, here's who I think is the best of the worst group that I'm going to screw over. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it does seem like even though Yara is in the booger, she's not in the cool crowd, she seems more like Switzerland and floats in the middle. People she don't have a problem. Actually, I feel like I'm not getting a ton of airtime from her in my mind. Like I, I'm surprised. I feel yeah. like I know her better somehow than, than she's – that is very true. And also, I seem to remember when she was an all-star season one, that made sense. It was like, oh, well, of course you would have Yara Sofia. She's so iconic. But yeah, yeah so maybe far, it's the second been... half of the season once yeah. they got rid of some people. Maybe now she's about to, we lost Stacey. Now she's going to come into her maybe own. Maybe she'll perhaps. come into her own. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, so far there's not a lot of Yara Sofia except for the etch of it yeah. there. Uh, yeah, not much happening here in the workroom either. I mean, the Shangela story is here, but that comes back. And maybe we'll yeah. discuss that there. All right. Uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom for some table visits. Stacy doesn't understand what couture means. Manila has too many ideas swirling around in her head. Alexis tells RuPaul she will look like a model. Yara sews for a living. Raja taps into different cultures for her look. Carmen learns that RuPaul thinks her outfit looks like a Barbie version of a princess. And finally, Shangela claims no one is helping her. So RuPaul advises Shangela to ask the girls for help. Cue the side-eyed from the Heathers. Before RuPaul leaves the workroom, she announces that the girls have to decorate a cake that is uniquely them. Stacy is shook. Uh, any thoughts on these table visits? I don't know why that made me laugh. Um, when Ru said, do you understand what Katori is? And Stacy, <laughs> God, I love Stacy. Yeah. Her answer was, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I mean, Stacy says is amazing. Whatever you have to say, whether you're lying and you, it's like, or say no, some definitive, but yeah, pretty much to Ru is, that's what I love about Stacey is she is not going out of her way to turn that energy up even one notch. No. She's like, this is it. And I love that. That's I think that's why we all fell in love with her. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, Stacey is just uh, – I knew it going in. I loved her going in. But then still, I'm just so – I'm so sad she's gone. I can't imagine what this is going to be like next week without her. It's devastating. And yeah. again, not to jump, but – in that untucked, when everyone's going at it, and she is clearly on the chopping block. Yeah. Every shot of her, she's just tipping that drink back. Yeah. She's sucking the lemon. She's taking the shot. She's like, I'm going to have a good time, baby. Uh, love that. I think there's a certain peace that you get when you know you're the one going home. And she probably knew on some level. It does appear that way, that the people who are all worked up are usually there. They think they have a chance, so they're fighting. Whereas that person's like, let me enjoy my last moments here. Yeah. Um. Here's what I wanted to say about the walkthrough that I I found wild was when it was Raja's time and Raja did the whole bit about like, oh, Rue, I, I took a bite of cake. She like jumped over and was like hanging on Rue and leaning on her. And I was like, oh, my, that would never happen oh, today. Can you imagine if someone tried to touch RuPaul? I couldn't believe my eyes because times have changed clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Raja did it like it would, but that's. The confidence of Raja that's very appealing is um, it didn't look like she thought twice, nor did it look like she was being super annoying. Mm-hmm. Hard to say what Ruth felt one way or the other, of course, but um, it, either way, it was jarring compared to what we would see today, which would not be that. I agree with you. Definitely very jarring, Sophia. And I was <laughs> didn't even think about that, but that is very true. I remember even being very disturbed when when Rue hugged plastic tiara and said i'm your new well, mommy now which yeah, I think but that I, was disturbing <laughs> I, yeah i think i might even have that do i still have that it was scared of it. It, yeah it was a very like uh weird weird yeah here it is right here i'm your new mommy <laughs> you always be my baby 
That is so funny. And of course that was, but that's exactly it. It felt forced. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, Rue's touching a contestant. She's yeah. trying to have her Emmy moment. But for a contestant to be allowed to even think it's okay to yeah. touch her was wild. Now I have a question um, for you. That was one or two seasons ago, that plastic TR thing. Yeah. If RuPaul saw plastic TR walking down the street, would she know who she was? You know, definitively the answer is no. I, I always remember when my and I'm not saying a name. She wouldn't no. know the face. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no one even know the face either. But I remember uh, watching a clip from a drag con film thing, and she's walking through the hallway talking to the reporter, going like, "Oh yeah, we have this," and they go, and it was season nine. This was the drag race that was. I mean, this was the drag con that was during season nine. Yeah, season nine is airing while this is on, and she walks by and she goes, "Oh, and there's that one queen. Oh, I love her." Um. I just love everything she does. Someone says Nina Bonina Brown. She goes, Nina Bonina Brown. That's right. I'm like, the season is airing. Like, that's that. And, no, and I remember at the finale one time, this, this question, you know, they always did the queens asking the questions. Yeah. This is right before All Stars 2. So they've already filmed All Stars 2 by this point, by the way. Sure, sure. She had a They've refresher. already filmed it. And Tatiana walks up and RuPaul <laughs> goes, Oh, look who's here. Um, girl, I know who you are. Tell everybody here who you are. <laughs> It's now listen, Rue has a past with drugs. Mm-hmm. She show of course will admit such a thing. Yeah. It fries your brain. Um, but she she cannot remember. Uh I used to listen to I don't even remember the name of it, but whatever her and Michelle Visage's um podcast was. Oh, uh and, what's the T? Uh-huh. Rue could never remember the name of Michelle's kids. No. Which like in, in general, yeah, who can remember people's kids? But like, that's who you say is your best friend. You've been together thirty years, and it, and no shame in being like, what are those kids' names? Like, it's just wild. But but I also think the way the queens get really kind of butthurt about it. It's like, yeah. listen, Ruth's giving you this opportunity. You don't need her to be in love with you or remember your name. Go do your work after, yeah. and it's fine. You know what's so funny from that podcast? I rarely ever laughed at that podcast, but I'm and which funny. I don't even think RuPaul was trying to be funny. <laughs> but Michelle was talking about how she – I think her oldest daughter was about to go away to college. And so yeah. she was like, oh, we're planning this big summer vacation and we're going to be gone all summer because we want to be in our last time with her as our baby in the house. And RuPaul took a pause and she went, what's with you and these fucking kids? <laughs> <laughs> and that's <laughs> – she meant it. She meant it. It wasn't. She wasn't telling a joke. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's elimination day, and the girls get ready for the runway. Stacy taps into her Native American heritage for her cake design. I never knew she was Native American, by the way. Same. Um, Alexis helps. And on the, she literally says on the runway, as everybody knows, I'm Native American. And I'm so, <laughs> everybody knows. I don't know if everybody does, but okay. Alexis helps Shangela with her outfit. Cue the side eye from the Heather's. Carmen reveals her dad died before they could. Uh, Form a relationship. Stacy feels less confident about after her table visit with RuPaul. Yara helps Shangela style her wig, cue the side eye from the Heathers, and Raja makes a suggestion, and Shangela interprets that suggestion as a read. Shangela comments that Stacy's look, not Shangela, I'm sorry, Manila comments that Stacy's look does not feel high fashion. Adam Salandra, your thoughts on everything? That's a very action packed elimination day. Any uh, thoughts there? Why? I was confused, even from the day before, like, why is Shangela crying to Rue like, no one's helping me? Like, girl, you... Why should they help you? you call that? I, 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 of course no one's helping you. That's such a weird thing, which, of course, we'll get into the untucked when that time comes. But I thought that was very strange. And now this is an actual design challenge, so I yeah. understand you needing help if you're whatever, whatever. But that would be something I would be keeping as even before the girls turned on her keeping real close to my vest, as they mm-hmm. say. Like, I don't need everyone to know that I need help, let alone crying to RuPaul about it. I couldn't believe. Yeah, and what's funny is that Shangela's on this season, which is uh, famously known as probably the most challenging creatively because every week they have to design yeah. an outfit. I don't think they've ever had that before or since. Do um, you think that was in any way um, because of Raja or to help certain queens? Do you think oh. they pin those out on purpose or no? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, Tamisha Iman from this season, season 13, just did an Instagram live where she talked about – now, she had some weird conspiracy theory that I don't think is true – where she talked about how they take the few – they take photographs of all your outfits for each runway before when the season starts. Okay. 
she was like, oh, I think they do this. They can tell who's going to go home when. I was telling some people who listen, I was like, I think they do it so they can write those shitty jokes. That's Good what, point. I think and by the way, that's why they do it. <laughs> seeing photos or not, I'm sure they know who they want to go home when, and then things happen as they are going to yeah. happen anyway. Yeah. But like, I'm, isn't the only sure that happens? I think it's beyond. Plus, there's there's that when you have to make a an outfit, they can't calculate. They don't know what you're going to yeah. end up having. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know to have as much uh, control as possible. I'm that mm-hmm. I'm sure that is true, but um. I lost my train of thought, but I'm sure it was brilliant. Oh my god, it was so brilliant! No, you were saying that the the reason why they uh, they they have you do the outfits was that they know it's going to go home already, but that you were going to tell me what why you oh, yeah. they, they take the picture of the outfits. No, I I think the 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 jokes, like you said, are I I mean I think to have as much control as possible, but there's just so many outside influences of what's going to happen during the yeah. Like you could have an first of all the runway, especially these days. Does not count for that much. No, the runway is occasionally a tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, or not included at all. Yeah, candy news this oh, past week, which means nothing to anyone listening. Because, but, yeah, but by the time you guys hear this, is what's old news. But it, hope it is a dis- this was the week. I- this was the week that they did the Beast Runway Challenge. She wore some sort of weird green skin thing with a monster velcroed onto her or something. I don't know. It was very strange. Now listen, as you know, we don't care about the looks over here. It was, it was, it was shockingly bad. Well, no, this is how I feel about women too. Strangely, is I can I can tell a beautiful, gorgeous woman, and I can tell a uh-huh. disgusting woman. Yeah. But anything in between, they all look the same to me, right? I, I get that. Yeah. Same thing with the outfits on the looks. Like mm-hmm, I can tell mm-hmm. a horrible, horrible outfit, or like a stunning outfit where you're like, oh my god. But shades of gray in between, no. That's right. So keep it here for our hot takes on only the best and worst looks. Going down the runway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, what a great transition into the looks. Adam Salander oh. from Show Business. Any big thoughts on the looks? Let's see what we have here. Um, I thought Alexis's wasn't that bad, but I think it was because it was just such a god awful color. I was like, uh-huh. well, you did something with the girl. Um, but it, but I, also, it's that thing that they always do where, like, we're going to assign you this color. Why did you choose this color? That, no, that drives me crazy. Um, as I mentioned, the I thought that the princess cake was ugly, but indeed Carmen's outfit was uglier. It really, I I really hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, Manila's carrot cake, I I liked that she described her bow as rabbit ears. I thought that was very clever. However, I just wouldn't have realized that was the case without mm-hmm. her saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, I. For Shangela's pineapple, I wrote that it's she just like did a dress, but there's like a brooch or, or whatever we call it on the shoulder. Yeah, I don't actually know what she was getting help with. I guess essentially. Yeah. Um, well, we know the wig was one of them. Oh, true, true. I guess there's more than uh, there's many parts that she can't that she's not good at. Yeah. Um, Delta's angel food cake look was ugly to me. Yes, yes, I agree. Very hodgepodge, and she yes. was very certain it was good, so I thought that was strange, because I would think she has better taste than that. Mm-hmm. And Raja's chocolate cake, the actual the actual cake, mm-hmm. looked so good. It was yeah. just chocolate splashing, mm-hmm. and I did like that her outfit um, looked like the cake. It was like splashing over mm-hmm. with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Roger's look. I, I didn't think that the showing her underwear was that big of a deal, you know. Well, apparently not. Yeah. Um. But uh, but uh, I, th- I I I actually liked it. Um. Uh, um. Alexis, she was just got a bad assignment, you know. Yeah. She, Carmen, she, I didn't think was that great either. I don't even know. I I to be honest, I think that could have been in the bottom. I, it looked oh, really I, strange. I, I had like an actual hate of it. And yeah. I never why was it even Princess at all? Delta, I thought was terrible. Man- you mm-hmm. know what's so funny? I was talking to my boyfriend, and he was like uh, saying, because my boyfriend, I wouldn't say loves season three, but knows a lot about season three. Yeah. And he was saying how like, he much he hates Manila's look, but that it's actually the fans really, that it's, it's held as an iconic Manila look. Oh, you know? interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Shangela's is very blah to me. I don't know if I hate, her, I hate or not to it, but... Um, and Stacy Lane Matthews just like it it's literally the definition of bless her heart. Uh, <laughs> bless her heart personified. Yeah, that, yeah. And if bless her heart was a dress, it would be or a pants or pants as it were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, a pantsuit. If bless her heart was a pantsuit, 
it would and, be that outfit. Which, by the way, I'm just realizing in our two likes, one dislike, I never said my dislike. And yeah. let me assure you, it, the answer was the runway looks. For a, for a looks challenge, yeah. this was not, 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 not it. Yeah, I agree with you. And those are the looks. God, I fucking love this. All <laughs> right. On the main stage, RuPaul asked the girls who should go home. The girls answer as follows. Oh, I gotta pull up my outline here. As written by my boyfriend, who is the best yes. boyfriend ever. Um, okay, let me see. Has it right here? Um, okay. Shangela said that Carmen should go home. Stacy said Carmen should go home. Delta, Delta said Stacy should go home. Manila said Shangela. And Raja said Stacy and Shangela. So, um, she, and, and Aiden pointed out that he thinks that Raja thinks Shangela should grow more before being on Drag Race, mm-hmm. which I like that he says she should be on five or six. I'm like, oh my god, she'd do even worse. Those are the most, most iconic seasons. True, true. Um, yeah, and by the way, I knew it would happen, and here we are. This is this was my first like that I can remember. The asking, I don't know why I wrote it like an asshole, but the asking of who should go home was more vicious, which I should say the answer. Oh, the answers to the question were more vicious. Yeah, Roger just saying, Shangela Stacey, go the fuck home. Yeah, literally go the fuck home. And it was like, this is the reason Rue's asking is to stir up this drama. Yes. And now they try to be so diplomatic. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, God bless an earlier season mm-hmm. where they just say it as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that. Love, 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 love. Um that said, I, I mean, it's, it is obvious. The worst were mm-hmm. Stacy, uh, Carmen. I'm glad people said Carmen. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, Manila, it was interesting that, uh, RuPaul said, Manila must have had an answer that was a joke at first because they left in the edit that RuPaul said, Manila, I want a serious answer. And oh, then Manila said, you're right. Oh, yeah. she's, Angela, she's loud enough. Yeah. So I was wondering what that, what the implication was. She tried to get out of it probably. It would be hilarious if she said no like Mariah or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. She was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but the answers were, which of course we will actually dive into more and untouched, but, um, I, I appreciated that. Real quick, I saw a note. We, we didn't go over the cakes because why would we? Oh, yeah. Um, go ahead. But Manila had a Chinatown cake. So what? Uh, oh, she's not yes. Chinese. I we're back that. at it again. I clocked it. I know. Like, it's and, and she made a joke about buying fireworks and shit like that. And you're like, yes. oh my so God, wild. she's just obsessed with it. You know, actually, too, not that my pre- my, my friend is not the president of Filipinos. But my president, my, my president, my friend is a Filipino and works in show business, having to, and definitely deals with diversity a lot and stuff like that. And I yeah. asked him about, and before I even said got to the question, he was like, "Oh my god!" He was like, "No, no, 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 you, should, no, you can't do that." You know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, because well, it, it gets mm-hmm. tricky because do Filipinos consider themselves Asian? But it was just uh, it's another culture anyway. After the right, judges, you can even say Asian, but but it's still not Chinese like that. We know. yeah. I don't know. After the judges deliberated, RuPaul called the girls back to the main stage where she named Raja as the winner of the challenge. Everyone else, everyone else was safe except for Alexis Mateo and Stacey Lane Matthews, leaving them to battle it out in a lip sync for their lives. In the end, Alexis Mateo told Shantae, you stay. While Stacey Lane Matthews asked to sashay away, Adam Salandra from Show Business, do you have any final thoughts on the episode? Anything we didn't get to? You want to talk about that lip sync at all? Uh, yeah. Well, here's what I'll say. Two things. Yeah. One... The fact that they made such a big deal about Raja's underwear showing. Yeah. And she still won the challenge. Mm-hmm. I believe proves my point of how bad the looks were. Yeah. You had someone who had a arguably major mistake on the mm-hmm. runway. And it was still like, well, who else is going to win? There were no winners. And mm-hmm. she did look the best. Mm-hmm. So well, I think I, I actually like that they're doing a lot of um, design challenges for some reason, even not caring about the looks, I find that interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. However, apparently this season they just were they had they struggled because that was wild. She won but had an issue. To shake up the show, they should without telling the girls. They let them do everything they're usually doing. Yeah. And then make it a totally design season where these girls have brought like spent thousands of dollars and all these designer dresses and Maybe some- 
would love it. It would be awful, and they'd be like they would fall apart. Like someone like well, Gigi Good actually probably still would have done well because she is yeah. a, she knows how to sew. But like someone like um, uh, uh, who Simone. Simone would probably have, would would falter. But you know. Yeah. Um, uh, this lips, you know, also my boyfriend was saying, I want my boyfriend to just be on the show now, is cut to <laughs> the new host of, uh, the new co-host of season yeah. three. Ooh, and I got the chop. Yeah. Uh, he was mentioning that, um, he thought it was funny that, you know, in the judges' deliberations, they're like, Manila, your outfit's horrible. You're safe. Like, they're like, they yeah. hated Manila's outfit and they hated, uh, her, her makeup wasn't, that white was atrocious. And yeah. Yeah. I, I think that comes from, to be honest with you, I almost don't blame Manila. That was still in the days when they were painting for the stage and not for camera. Yes, yes, and yes, so yes, I think yes. that was that. Um, sure. The lip sync. I remember it being not very memorable, and Stacy wasn't really trying very hard. And Alexis's yeah. take on the song was very bizarre. Well, you know, the energies were not matching, and Alexis had great energy, but that didn't match the song. Yeah, it was, everything was a little mismatched. But my question was. Mm-hmm. Can Stacey Lane Matthews actually do more physically than Park and Bark? Like, I, like genuinely asking. I, I, think I don't. That like, I would say you know, no. Eureka can. She's a big. She's tall too, and yeah. she does all that stuff. I do feel Stacey can barely move. Um, just with the amount of, uh, just with the way she probably work mm-hmm. doesn't work out in life. Yeah. So I and she was in pants. It was going to be as good of a moving as she could get, and and it wasn't happening. Now, but I, she's also that lack of energy when speaking. So now I gotta tell you something. But I have to acknowledge this. The song was "Knock on Wood" by Amy Stewart, and I don't know if you know this, Adam Salandra. During the 2020 election, yeah, which we which was on my mail, lesbians around the country and also the world, which is strange, on their ballots, they were asked to name the most iconic lesbian anthem. And this song, Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart, won for the, for the 20s. This is official. It happens every 10 years. Lesbians vote on the most iconic lesbian anthem. Amy Stewart. In, in, in a presidential election. Every pre- well, yeah, every 10 years, but it happened to be with a presidential election. So, so well, let's just do it with this. So, coming in at number one here, it's Amy Stewart. Knock on wood. It's, uh, it's, you know, like I told you, Adam Salander, lesbians everywhere voted and made this the number one song, the official anthem for lesbians everywhere, much to the surprise of Lori Roggenkamp and other lesbians. <laughs> it beat out uh, the last one from 2010 right here. Amy Stewart. Um, anyway. Can you say that as to why? I don't know because you know you know what the you know what the previous one was in 2010 they did the 2011 2010 they also voted for 10 years this was it actually it ran for like 30 or 40 years this was the winning one uh here it is right here this was the winning anthem for like years and years and years Amy Stewart knocked it off of her perch do you know this song right here I can't tell what it is but I I can tell I know it Oh, well, I'm going to tell you something. Lesbians everywhere, when they hear this theme... At least in the 2010s. Yeah, from like... Yeah, I mean, it's actually probably how they survived getting through the Trump administration, you know? Are you able to name this song yet? No, I'm waiting for some words. Oh, there's a a long talk-up to this. Uh, Yeah, it's like... uh, like I told you, I'm Salandra. In 2010, lesbians everywhere around the country voted, and they voted for this. It's Alicia Bridges. And guess what? She loves the nightlife. Oh, I love the nightlife. I love the boogie. That is funny. That feels very gay to me, but not lesbian. But apparently, I need to check in on my lesbian friends more because yeah, I don't know what they're listening to for each decade. Okay, Adam Salandra, uh, thoughts on Untucked? Well, my main takeaway, I already said it, was whose side do you choose in this war know. of people who are just being nasty to each other? It is, I, I honestly don't know. I'm confused what they're even fighting about. I mean, I get Shangela's mad that they chose her. Shangela's mad like, that they chose her. They and, had to say somebody. Yeah, and she's sitting there salty. And they're annoyed by Shangela, which makes sense, but it's like also too much. It's just a lot. 
Yeah. And then, because uh, I was saying, you know, because my boyfriend stands Shangela, right? Okay. So he's always her lawyer when I'm talking about how annoying she is. And, and, and look, Shangela is just as wrong as Raja and Delta in this whole thing. Carmen stays out of yes. it. Carmen stays out of it. But, uh, and Manila stays quiet too for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It's really Delta and Raja ganging up on Shangela. And, um, but I was saying, you know, Raja was, and I want your take on this because I was like, Raja is going around the room and saying like, cheers, cheers, cheers. But Shangela won't, that starts the whole thing. Shangela won't, uh, you know, clink the drink. Right. And my boyfriend was like, well, no, Raja did that on purpose, knowing it would annoy Shangela, and he was trying to poke the bear, so to speak. Do you agree with that assessment? Um, I do. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, now let me say, let me actually put it this way: This mm-hmm. was when I was in the. This is when I started making lunch, and I was like, "Oh no, wait, I need to be watching fully." Yeah. So I didn't usually see it, mm-hmm. and my thought was, "Oh, she's doing that on purpose." Mm-hmm. Um. But it depends. If Raja really didn't want to talk about it, it could actually be the exact opposite. And she was like, let me include Shangela, and then we'll just agree that we're all buttoned up and we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could go either way. But if you know Shangela enough, she, you know, you knew that it was going to cause But I'm going to be honest with you. That's why I'm saying. I'm, and I'm with you. I'm in 100% complete agreement with you. I don't think that there are any winners in this. All right? Yes. I don't think there are any winners in this situation. But it was interesting because especially think about Shangela v. Mimi M first. And Mimi M first yeah. would just shout it down. Raja is and Delta are able to shut Shangela up. Like I never stop comparing the two. It's interesting when, when Shangela feels she has the power or doesn't. Yeah, exactly. When Shangela feels she can bully Mimi, she's totally yeah. in control. And in this case, this is why – and then, you know, going back to the wanting help later on in Untucked when for no apparent reason – the Heathers go to the gold bar and Shangela's left with the other girls. And she reads Stacy's particular for filth because they didn't stand up and defend her. Right. She wants help yet again. Yeah. And so it, it's exhausting. It's, it's just very, for the most part, very, the only bright spot in this is a Stacy Lane Matthews with her iconic, Ugh. what I mean, just, I was very loving when she was. Cheers. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> She turns to Delta, <laughs> clinks her drink. Well, che- first Delta goes cheers, and then Stacy says cheers. I'm so glad you're here, and gives her that like it's toothless too- smile. Yeah, and uh, and then later says like when Shangela says, and you were like giving him high fives, and she goes, "I was being shady," and I yeah. was like, "Yes, Queen bitch, work." Now I wasn't sure what she was actually trying to say there. I was being shady, meaning like what what she thought she was doing. I actually did feel bad for her in that moment because there were so many times growing up, uh, if I were in a situation with the bullies, it'd be like, oh, but the second I feel like I can get in with them and yeah. cheers them, mm-hmm. I'm taking it. Yeah. And so it did feel like that's what was happening with Stacy. However, separately, I don't think she needed to jump up and be defending Shangela either. That's no. weird to me. No, especially since why would she have to go fight for Shangela? And Shangela First of all, she would do that for somebody else. I've never seen Shangela do that for anybody else. No, and also not unless it gave her the screen time she was looking for. Yeah. And also, Shangela wasn't even in the bottom, so she's making all this rigmarole. It's like no. let Stacy be there and deal with the fact that she is definitely in the bottom too, mm-hmm. her own way. Yeah. And you worry about yourself, which is what Delta was saying when she was saying, "I'm not concerned with you, 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 you." And Rasha was making a really good point. Again, I want to reiterate: everybody's gross in this. No one wins. <laughs> but but Raj was making a good point that you know because Chandra kept saying she's fake, and Raja was like, "How am I fake? I'm telling yeah. you. To, I said it on the stage. I said, Shangela, go home. Like I don't. Right. I, and yeah. it's like again, she's like, "Well, you're not saying that to my face." It's like, you know, strangely enough, I don't walk up to people and say, "You need to get the fuck out of here." But when asked, then I'm going to give my opinion. And that was actually, they cut it, it didn't look like that, but that was actually Delta's point. So Delta yeah. goes on this long speech, which you have to really listen to what she's saying, But because she, Chandler says, why haven't you told me this? And Delta's point is, I'm not thinking about anybody right. here except for myself, you know? Or if I think I need to beat you, if I, if I see you as competition, then I'm thinking I have to beat you. But I'm not really, and that's why she she points to Manila and Raja, and I think maybe Carmen, and says, "I don't give a, sh- I don't care about you, I don't care about you, I don't care about you." Or at least that's the way the edit made it seem. 
Yeah. Because her point ultimately is, I'm not thinking about any... Why would I go to Shangela and say, you're not you're not doing this, this, and this? That's not her job. No. In fact, they're competitors. She should say, good, she's not doing this, this, or this. Yeah. Moving on. Let her, yes. let her fail. Yes, exactly. I've never understood that. I mean, that was also, remember, if you remember correctly, to go to another season... It's the same kind of delusion that Alexis M- uh, Michelle had in her season. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, when she that was, was annoying. That was annoying. When she was mad at them for not telling her that her outfit was ugly or something, or mm-hmm. uh, something was wrong with it, and she was like, "You, all, no one would tell me." Well, it just happened on season thirteen in, in a different way when Olivia was mad that Utica. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what, in what world are we not living when it's like certain people? She was like trying to make her friend feel better. Like after the yeah. way, she's not going to be like, it was actually shit, girl. Yeah. She was like, no, you were good. Okay, people do that. It's like little white lies to make someone feel okay. And yeah. then she was asked and said how she actually felt. Like I mean, when, that's oh, you know, it also happened today when Adam Salandra said that he looks forward to our phone calls <laughs> on Mondays. Right. I wouldn't have said that unless yeah. put in the corner. Yeah, exactly. All right, Adam Salandra, any other final thoughts here on uh, – we're a little over time here at 105. Any final thoughts here on this uh, <laughs> Untucked? Um, no, because I do think that this un- – I think that they're a little bit uh, integrating some of these feuds into the show a little bit. But again, it's just wild that, if, that you are only getting half the story if you're not watching yeah. Untucked. It's very crazy. Well said. They should use on the tagline. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3. So for Adam Salandra and myself. Sashay away. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Adam Salandra on Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.